Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, I'm Jordan, and Keep Canada Weird is a venue in which my pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat news stories that played out over the last week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on January 23rd of 2024, Aaron and I must have been hungry because all of our stories involve food. We're going to hear about one Canadian grocery giant's failed attempt to raise the price of soon-to-expire food. We'll weigh in on that Toronto restaurant that's been serving burgers with a legal waiver. We'll consider the best use of a 55-year-old wedding cake. And then we're going to discuss the double-dipping fraudsters who scammed $15,000 from an Ontario man by offering to assist him to get back the $750,000 he was previously scammed out of. Let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport. Hi. (laughs) That was an on-brand intro. That was weird. That felt weird. Yeah, there was a gap there in your usual introduction. Let me try it again. Handsome Aaron Airport. You know what time it is. No, wait, that sounds, that's too 90s. Yeah, I was just going to say it's game time. <laughs> Hammer time. Mm. Um, Hammer time. I, I think of game time because I think like a lot of the, uh, I think of the sports commercials and things from the 90s. Mm, yeah. What time is it? It's game time. I don't know. Let me just try to do the keep kind of let's try it one more time yeah handsome aaron airport you look dashing tonight ah uh, yes i like this intro <laughs> nothing gets you talking like your own appearance mm-hmm. uh, honestly, what else though, do you like about me uh your glasses they look really clean i can see the reflection of your monitor in them oh yes and <laughs> What do you think of my haircut? Uh, did you get a cut? It looks nice. It mm. looks, t- I would just, I didn't realize it was cut. I was just going to say it looks tidy. Yes, it does. Thank you. Oh, um, in all seriousness, though, how are you? Anything you want to unload on us uh, that's been bothering you? Uh, it's cold out today. Oh, it's so cold, man. I'm miserable. I don't know if it's just that I'm getting old, but I find when I go outside now, like when I was, I remember times when I'd be out on the coldest nights and I'd have a hoodie on and people would be like, Jordan, you're nuts. How are you not frozen? I'd be like, I'm fine. Now I can, it, it can be like minus one and I'm ready to die outside no matter oh, what me I'm too. Wearing. It's bad. It's getting really bad. Like I can't handle the cold anymore. I could be I, outside for hours and it would never bother me. But now it's like, it just chills me to the bone. I shiver, I shake. I want to cry, frozen tears. Yeah. I can't deal. No, I'm the same. And it has been damn cold here. But we don't have to be outside. We can keep Canada weird from the comfort of our own homes. I'm in my basement. I believe you're on your top floor. I'm surrounded Mm. by my own objects. And you probably have a large cat somewhere near you. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's twinkling about my feet. Okay. Well, we have very little to hold us back from getting the job done here and keeping this country weird by seeking out, exploring, celebrating, rolling our eyes at the weird, unusual, and offbeat things that played out over the last week. And tonight, I don't know why, but we are having a food special, a a weird Canadian food special. Yeah, yeah. This should be streaming on the Food Network. And, And this was unintentional. This happens all the time. There's something in the stars that just have the stories collide. But I don't know, maybe it's just so many people across the country are talking about food and the price of food and the availability of food that it is just like seeping its way into all aspects of our life, including our news reporting. Let me ask you, though, just right off the bat, let's address the elephant in the room. How crazy do you believe the price of food has gotten? I think it's gotten ridiculous. Like beyond Um, ridiculous. Like it got ridiculous, like four or five years ago but now it's completely nuts yeah i i I don't know i buy food in very small quantities now because Mm -hmm. i can't handle the emotional stress of 
buying a grocery order. So I just buy a couple of things at a time mm. and I walk out. No, I only spent $35, $40. I can deal with that. Uh, mm. But to buy a full grocery order these days, I'd never do that to myself. Yeah, it is nuts. And it's just not only is the cost of everything skyrocketing, the whole like shrinkflation thing is happening. Um, like items are getting smaller while the price is going up. But, you know, one thing I find, and I just want to say this because I don't know if other people have noticed this, but one thing that always seems like the price seems to be consistent and very low is bananas. Like if you like eating bananas, you can really stretch a dollar off. Bananas are dirt cheap. I love bananas. But do you um, find they're like painfully cheap? You pay like, you get a big thing of bananas, it'll be like $2. Yeah, I haven't noticed the price of bananas. I just usually grab a bunch of them and I don't think go. about it. Yeah. Um, but do you do the... I noticed like toothbrushes are so expensive now. Really? I used to always get like a toothbrush for like 2 or $3. Mm-hmm. But now they're all six or seven dollars, okay. even okay. the cheap ones. Yeah, it's just it's wild. Um, the price of food has gotten crazy. And some of the stories that we're going to talk about involve the price of food. Actually, maybe we should just jump right into that. This this story won't be a secret to anyone because it was covered from coast to coast is um, is Loblaws uh, messing around with their discounted prices. Um, you want to start with that? Yeah, I do. Let's, let's I get say, right into that one. Let's let's just jump right in. Let's spend the first 30% of our episode on it. I think we could spend the first 50%. Oh, we'll see. Loblaws uh, is is the parent company and people across the country may know them as uh, using their different like brand or trade names or whatever. People on the East Coast would more likely know it as the Superstore, which is the large grocery store that synonymous in Nova Scotia, Atlantic Superstore, which is owned by Loblaws, which is such an awful name. Loblaw. Loblaw. It sounds like a joke, but it was the guy who started it's last name. But basically, up it was until... probably the working title of their business for so long that they eventually just stuck with it. <laughs> it does seem like, like we got to pick a real name. We've been calling ourselves Loblaw blah for like forever <laughs> now. Like, let's pick a real name. Yeah. Well, when you shop at Loblaws, um, as you walk through the grocery store, you'll see items that will have a, a bright colored sticker on it that up until now that would say something like, enjoy today, 50% off. And they would put those stickers on food items that were about to expire. So it'd be kind of like, you know, the bananas are already about like, you know, they got a couple days left or it's a, um, a tray of, you know, whatever. And today is the expiration date. They'll make it 50% off just to move it out of the store. And a lot of people, as the price of food was going up, you know, those those items became sought after because it helps, you know, it helped people keep people's costs down. Well, the Canadian grocery giant made the controversial decision last week to drop the discount from 50% off about to expired food instead to 30% off about to expire food. So it seems that inflation is also hitting deteriorating food. Uh, I'm gonna play a short news clip that will walk us through how uh, the country reacted to this to this news and then we'll talk about this. Here it comes. A time of soaring grocery costs. It was a significant and appreciated discount. Colorful half-price stickers at Loblaw stores often grab the attention of shoppers who snap them up. But those days seem to be coming to an end. The grocery giant will no longer provide 50% off on products near their expiry dates. CTV News reached out to the company for comment, but got no response by news time. However, in an email to the Agri-Food Lab, Loblaws said we're now moving toward a more predictable and consistent offering, including more consistency with our competitors. That being said, the move will result in more profit for the grocery chain. If they feel that they don't need to go 50% off on food that's about to expire, that they can sell it for 30% off um, to match competitions, they're going to make more profit because people will probably uh, buy it and shoppers we spoke with aren't buying it shady <laughs> the things are going to expire anyway like try to you know bring it into the hands of people who actually need the food and and rely on that 50 percent discount yeah i think uh, in this time when the grocery stores are making record profits this is one minor way that they can give a little bit extra to the uh, customer 
for goods that are about to expire. Shoppers hope Loblaws reconsiders. The changes to discounted items will start next week in Atlantic Canada. The rest of the country will see them starting tomorrow. I just want to start with the justification that Loblaws seemed to give. Uh, a part of it was that they just want to give their consumers a more consistent experience, including mm -hmm. consistency with discounts among their competitors. Yeah, because the customer experience is like, I'm so confused when I go into Atlantic Superstore and it says 50% off, but then I was just at Sobeys and they're 25% off. And I'm yeah. so confused and angry about that because it's not consistent. <laughs> There's, there is not one person who is demanding or or their buying dollars state that they have a preference towards consistent discount models from competitor to competitor. That was the, the weakest excuse ever. It's clearly, and, and you could never convince me otherwise, that it is anything except we think people will still buy it if it's 30% off. So we're just going to you know raise the price of the about to expire food by 20% across the board. And we think people will still buy it. Absolutely. They probably did some kind of a customer survey campaign where they were like, at what at what price point would you buy uh, soon to be expired food? You know, would you buy it at 50 percent, 40 percent, 30 percent? And they're trying to find what the threshold was. And then they determined, like, you know, our research is showing that people are still going to buy this expired food at 30 percent mm -hmm. as opposed to 50 percent. It, it really you know, doesn't matter. So they're still yeah. going to buy it at that price and we should change it to that and just label it as consistency amongst competitors. So mm. I just, I wonder like, why don't companies, why aren't they just honest and just say that that's clearly what's going on. Like why try to sugarcoat it? I, that's one thing I hate about this world. Just we live in a capitalist society. They should just tell us, you know, just we say think... we're going to make more money by making it 30% than we are at 50%. So yeah. That's the reality. This is our company. We're going to do it. You know, mm -hmm. go fly a kite. Yeah. But I guess society didn't or Canadians didn't necessarily fly a kite. What they did was they complained and they wrote stuff on social media and talked to people, talked to the news. Uh, eventually, it seemed to do the trick. It seemed to scare Loblaws a little bit. It only took about a week and uh, the decision was reversed. Here's mm -hmm. how the news broke live on air actually listen to this well as i say on the tv news this just in and this should make a number of you quite pleased there's some good news for shoppers loblaws is bowing to public pressure and reversing a decision on discounted items the grocery retailer you'll recall drew public ire this week after it was decided that last day sale items would be marked down to 30% instead of between 30 and 50% as it was. A spokesperson for the company says the change comes after listening to feedback from customers and colleagues. So customers should start noticing the return of those pink 50 off stickers in the coming weeks. Just want to come out with a prediction. The company that blames their like reduction of discounts on um, consistency between companies or competitor or with competitors, I think all that like all they're going to do is they're probably thinking, yeah, we'll just put the discount back up to 50%. But we're just going to only put like the actually like just about rotten food on sale now, mm -hmm. and we'll sell the rest of it full price. Like, I don't think, you know, we listened to our customers. I don't think any company actually does that. It's just all PR talk, reading between yeah. the lines, they're going to make that money some other way. And we're talking about peanuts here. We're talking about expired food or just about expired food. Yeah. Like, is nothing sacred? You know, is nothing sacred here? It's like, this is food that is going to be thrown in your dumpster in behind that seagulls are going to get for free. Mm -hmm. Like, this is nonsense that they would nickel and dime over food that they can't sell the next day. Yeah, you know what? It's as evil as these monsters are. They probably lock the dumpster so people don't go in there and take that stuff. Or if they catch you stealing the food or taking the food out of their dumpster, they'd probably call the police on these people. They would rather rot uh, uneaten in the dumpster than have you not go in the store and buy something. I'm sure of it. I'm. There's. It's very often that I get like fed up with something. I'm fed up with the price of food and the greed of grocery stores. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine how the executives at Loblaws sleep at night. Mm. How they, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they sleep quite comfortably because they're giant sacks of shit. So <laughs> I'm sure they lay there and they're everything. I hope none is, are listening. 
Oh, I'm sure they are not listening at all. I, no, I no. just lost three subscribers. They were executives <laughs> yeah. for like, yeah. <laughs> the the yeah. three um the three grocery stores that you know work on price fixing together. They they fix the prices while listening to Keep Canada Weird. They all just unsubscribe. They did, yeah, yeah. But they want more consistency in their podcasting, so they unsubscribed <laughs> to a hundred percent of nighttime podcasts and keep Canada weird. Yeah, they're done. We're done. Uh, yeah. I'm. I don't know. I'm glad that they brought the discount back. I guess I think it just shows. For I th I think the value in this story is what it shows people is that if if people get upset and go to the news and you know point their finger at these companies for greed and. Um, things will happen. But like I said, they're probably raise the discount back to 50% off and just, I don't know, raise the price of everything else. And either way, they're going to turn record profits. It's, it's not going to overly affect their bottom line. They were hoping to sneak this one under the radar, but it, it's hard these days to do that, mm -hmm. to, to reduce a discount from 50% to 30% in this particular uh you know inflationary climate that we're living in right now and people are very sensitive to food prices right now yeah so and with the power of social media and how quickly word travels now it's you, you can't really sneak those past the paying customer anymore and and it shows how cowardly they are too like mm -hmm. there's one thing i find weird about this where it's like if you're gonna make a really evil decision I prefer you stick by it than, <laughs> than to just turn around and be like, oh, sorry, sorry. We didn't think you noticed the 30% uh, as opposed to the 50%. Uh, and we thought it, you know, consistency and whatever. Just just please don't hurt us. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't they, go to Sobeys. Please don't go to Sobeys. Uh, for people who aren't from Canada, Sobeys is one of the main competitors. People yeah, are like, yeah. I'm sure there's someone in like Bermuda right now listening, like Loblaws, Sobeys, like what are these people on? What in the heck is a Sobeys <laughs> and how do I get one? So this story uh, largely revolved around expired or about to expire food. We have another story. Um, this one's quite a bit different. It's certainly about expired food. Uh, it's about a 55-year-old cake that has both an endearing, heartbreaking, and kind of charming story that surrounds the cake. I'm Aaron Habel of Generation Y, and with me is Jack Luna of Dark Topic. We'd like to introduce you to Marooned, a new podcast that's sure to capture your attention. Tales of the catastrophically lost are what we have to offer. Hikers swallowed by the woods. Explorers discovering nothing but destitution. True crime calamity. Oddities of harrowing human experience. It's a museum of misadventure. So pack a lunch. Subscribe to Marooned wherever you find podcasts. We are waiting. Please hurry. Thank you. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's travel over to Salmon Arm, BC, where we're going to meet... Rochelle Marr, who married her husband back in 1968. After the wedding, they froze a layer of their cake with plans to share it on a future anniversary. But that cake had gone completely forgotten until just recently when she cleaned out her freezer. She wasn't sure what that large object at the bottom of the freezer was. But after closer inspection and smelling it, she remembered that cake she squirreled away with her now deceased husband. Not squirreled away with him. She remembered that cake that her and her now deceased husband had squirreled away to enjoy together in the future. How to rephrase that? Because I made it sound like she hid the cake with her husband. It's not what happened. Here's the story. They're both in the freezer. <laughs> Here it comes. Mom, on her wedding day with Brian, dad, her friend, Gloria, her mother, made this cake. And she made three-tiered cake. Uh -huh. She kept one of the side pieces before frosting it and building the tower and told her that she cannot 
open this cake till their 50th anniversary. And it's been 55 years since, completely forgot about its existence, found it doing the defrost. And there it was, this big round cake. And it's a fruit cake, as the old wedding cakes were, I guess. Anyway, dad's passed away. Yeah, dad passed away in June. So mom's found, she was supposed to open it with him and eat it. Yeah, five years ago. Of course, it got locked in the deep freeze. Well, lost in the deep freeze. <laughs> oh, I was, I was skeptical at first. I was like, well, is, you know, is it freezer burn? Is it still going to be good? Mom's taking pictures of it. Oh, she's put it in a pot with a base and she's steaming it with water. And she said that she'll, I was like, well, are we going to dig into this? <laughs> and she says, no, she's going to cut it up into pieces and give it to all the kids in the family and whatnot. So I thought that was kind of neat. It looks good. And it looks great and it smells good. Mm -hmm. There'll be some, there'll be some cake for all. So there's the 55 year old fruit cake. Yay. So sweet, but a little sad. Where do we start with this one? Well, let's start at the end okay because it's a fruitcake right could you imagine a wedding with a fruitcake fruitcake is awful yeah that's the thing about it this is fruitcake is kind of gross mm -hmm. and she plans on giving it a piece to all the grandkids but they're not gonna want it <laughs> yeah just, like it's this gross. is super old fruitcake <laughs> no thank yeah, you yeah yeah you had to like, eat it in front of me now yeah, I want to watch you enjoy it. She had to, if, for people who just are listening and don't see the news clip, she had to take the cake, put it in the sink and like kind of like steam it because it was probably just like a, just beyond freezer burnt. But um, I wouldn't have ate it when it was, when it was fresh. A wedding cake made a fruit cake. Uh, that's all. Yeah, like my dad always made fruit cake every year at Christmas time. Prick. and none of us wanted any no, no <laughs> like he would always all be like oh you want some fruitcake like no who does mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. who wants to eat that in the holidays anymore mm. cakes have advanced you know so far uh you know since fruitcake was a apparently popular thing yeah um do people make like with wedding cakes now could you have an ice cream wedding cake because i that's what i like it would be really cool or from dairy queen treats a pizza you could have like yeah. pizza, pizza wedding cakes. You could, but it would melt so fast. So people would have to eat it pretty quickly. Well, imagine this. You have a wedding uh, at some venue that has like a walk-in freezer and you could just serve the ice cream cake in there. Yeah. I mean, that certainly adds some logistical issues to the event, but it's. I'm not saying it can't be done or it shouldn't be done, but if you have the means to do it, then by all it. means. Yeah, Anything go but for fruitcake. It. I think the star of this story is the manufacturer of her 55 plus year old deep freeze they hmm. didn't they should have dropped that name you know that, that company would have been proud to be involved in this yeah i'm sure if the company is still in existence like Seriously. yeah every old lady that i know has a deep freezer that's by a company that's not in existence anymore yeah some like other deep freezer they've had for 60 years or something so mm -hmm. but now nowadays nothing lasts like the if you go today and buy a deep freeze at Costco or Walmart or wherever Target wherever you would buy a deep freeze I don't even know where you get one I would bet a significant amount of money that that thing's not going to be working in ten or fifteen years no, absolutely not no fifty five no. plus years uh, her it, not only is is it amazing that the things lasted this long could you imagine how gross that deep freeze is is that if something had gone gotten lost in there fifty five years ago. What else is and it also there? goes to show how often she cleans it out well she doesn't yeah exactly this so has she, to be the first time yeah the first time in 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 decades that she's cleaned out this deep freeze so mm -hmm. i wouldn't be eating anything from that deep freeze from that house what else does she got going on um can you think yeah of what's in her regular freezer Aside from poisoning her grandkids and the rest of the family with the 55-year-old fruitcake, can you think of anything else good she could have done with it? With this fruitcake? Uh, yeah. Paperweight. She could have um, maybe buried it at her husband's gravesite. But I think it, it might look a little weird if she's burying it directly in her husband's gravesite. Well, at night, you you drive Yeah, she by shows up at three in the morning. With a shovel? With a dirty shovel. <laughs> I'm just giving him some fruitcake, dear. I'm not taking his body. 
put your hands up, ma'am. She gets Listen, tased. officer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving him a piece of fruitcake, if you don't mind. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh, well, you you mentioned police officers. We have a food story that involves police officers and a significant crime that um, for some reason the mainstream media is ignoring, but we're not going to ignore it despite being mainstream media. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm talking about the rat the I'm talking about the disturbing trend of high value nuts oh being stolen yeah, okay uh th this story yeah. comes from a listener named kevin who got us tipped to this so kevin is one of our keep canada weird correspondents and he let us know about a case coming out of ontario involving a truckload of stolen pistachios which are delicious Regional police are on the case of a stolen stash of pistachios. Investigators say a transport truck loaded with about $70,000 worth of pistachios was stolen from Baden Saturday night around 9.30. They say the truck and trailer were taken from a business in the Foundry Street and Gingrich Road area. This is the second case of stolen nuts. Local police are investigating in recent months. They say a transport truck hauling walnuts was stolen from a Cambridge business in the Hespler Road area in early November. So let me ask you, Aaron, with that red, do you think it is a coincidence that two truckloads of nuts were stolen from this part of the province in a period of two and a half months? Probably not a coincidence. Um, I mean, pistachios are, they're expensive. They're delicious. Addictive as hell. You know, people oh, will break into drugstores for painkillers and, you know, Oxycontin and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty close some days to kicking in a window to get my hands on some pistachios. Well, let I alone remember cashews. the very first time I had pistachios was, remember when we were living on Oxford Street? What happened? We just um, got in a bathtub full of them together and just... No. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> our roommate, Sam had a big bag of expensive pistachios on the counter oh, oh and we were having some beers or whatever and it was like you and me and a couple of friends and sam was there he's like oh i, I got these pistachios do you want some and i was like no oh, i never had them before he's like oh they're good no uh, they're expensive whatever try one and i tried them i'm like oh yeah geez they're delicious so then he went to his room or whatever to do whatever he did in there and and i think i ate pretty much the entire bag of his expensive pistachios that <laughs> night he regretted let yeah. me try them yeah well think about the price of food imagine what pistachios cost nowadays i don't i don't know what they cost i don't like i haven't i don't remember the last time i bought them i can't have them in my house because i'll just i like i will binge them and they're salty too so like oh they're amazing yeah way more addictive than a potato chip i think like it's it's hard to have a couple chips and put the bag away pistachios forget about it and what about cashews like i would steal a truck of cashews oh yeah cashews are great like there's not often times when on this show we hear about food related robberies quite often actually mm -hmm. uh so and most of them i'm like why would they steal that or why would they steal this it doesn't make any sense but this is the first one where i'm like of course you'd steal yeah, a truckload of pistachios you, the opportunity pops up take it <laughs> absolutely if i saw a truck full of pistachios i'd be taking it too then nothing would stop me no seriously uh the truck of walnuts was the one that happened in november um i i wouldn't risk it for walnuts i, I like i enjoy no. them if they're there i'll take a handful sure but yeah, a truck full of pistachios is a, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, it, it might as well be gold. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I guess then we kind of covered that as a crime, but I guess it's more of a sign of support. If you have a truck full I of pistachios. I support anyone who steals pistachios, yeah, absolutely. If you happen to take that truck to the east coast of Canada, you can email Aaron and I, and we would uh, secretly meet up with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and we would, I guess, both bring a backpack and just fill it with the pistachios. That would be amazing. And if the pistachios are just about to expire, I'd happily pay 30% uh, of, of a discount on those pistachios. I'm just realizing there's one other story I never even considered in my head tonight that we're about to get into. I'm looking at our notes here. This was a busy week. All these stories come from last week. Um, I guess this one's kind of a legal story, This what we just went through there with the stolen pistachios. But I forgot about the legal release for the burger that somebody had to sign in Ontario. Um, 
I guess this is as good a time as any to get into this, but this is another interesting story. So we would steal a truck of pistachios to get pistachios, but would you sign a legal release waiver to eat a burger? Would I actually sign a waiver? No, no. If someone showed never... up at your, if someone showed up at your table at a restaurant, they're like, "Here's the delicious burger," but before you eat it, sign this waiver that you will not sue us if something goes wrong. No, I'd never sign that, and I would not eat the item in question. Let me read this article. Um, it seems like your opinion, or, or what you would do, is very similar what, to what the subject of this uh, article has done. Here it comes. A visitor from the United States got more than they asked for at a Toronto hotel's restaurant when they ordered a cheeseburger this past Monday night. They claimed they ordered the burger to be cooked medium well and had already started eating it when the server handed them a legal waiver. The server explained that because the kitchen at the Hilton Toronto Airport Hotel and Suites always cooks their burgers well done, they'll need to sign their waiver first. Now they're quoting the, uh, the patron. I already had my first bite, but I stopped eating and I refused to sign the waiver. I was shocked, to be honest with you, and I had certainly lost my appetite. According to the waiver, the guest would waive and release any rights, actions, or claims against the Hilton Toronto Airport Hotel and Suites for any and all liability and damages, including foodborne illnesses and death arising out of or in connection with the guest's use of its own food or consumption of products that are that are not provided by the Hilton Toronto Airport. While the hotel chain doesn't typically hand these waivers out, a Hilton spokesperson told CTV News in Toronto that the chain adheres to all of Ontario's food safety laws. Now they're quoting uh, the statement from the hotel. When guests request a cooking temperature for meat that is below the minimum required, our hotel provides a waiver as an additional food safety measure with language consistent with language consistent with what you might see printed at the bottom of a restaurant's menu, the statement reads. So a few things here. Yeah, like you, I would never sign that waiver. I'm like, I, I don't want your burger if you're that worried about it. But um, it said there that the language is consistent with what would be in the bottom of a menu. Have you ever seen any kind of like legal wording like that in a menu? I've never read the fine print of a menu unless it was like, you know, all sandwiches come with fries. Yeah, I've never salad. seen. Not <laughs> like only did that's I, the only closest thing to a legal disclaimer on a menu that I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never. And sometimes you'll see a legal disclaimer, and you'll willfully ignore it, just like I'm not reading this big long thing. But I don't remember even like seeing one and passing over it. But there's a part of me that when I heard this story, I was shocked. Like, wow, like what a crazy thing to do. And you know, I've never ever heard of this before but at the same time i can kind of understand it because if you're serving meat that's not fully cooked up to whatever temperature to kill all the different things you are exposing yourself to a lawsuit like someone could come after you i've just always thought like if you get food poisoning which we've all had once or twice before it's it's kind of hard to tell exactly where you got it so it would be hard mm -hmm. to like if i got sick today like right now, got terrible food sickness and almost died and lost all this work and stuff as a result. It would be hard to prove whether it was the McDonald's I had at supper or the you know breakfast sandwich I had from McDonald's mm -hmm. or no McDonald's for supper and I had a breakfast sandwich for Tim Hortons. I ate bad today. I'm probably going to get food poisoning, or was it the almost yeah. expired mangoes from the soup from Loblaws that I had? Like, how do you prove that? to win a loss it's a very challenging thing to prove um food poisoning but like i've heard of this before where americans cook their hamburgers differently mm -hmm. in terms of how they like them cooked i i i've i've heard oftentimes about how americans like you know, their their hamburger is similar to their steak. How do you want your hamburger? Do you want it medium? Do you want it rare? Do you want it well done? In, in uh, this story, sorry to interrupt you, but in this story, it was an American that ordered the burger. Yeah. And I never thought about that. I've never, I, I don't recall being asked, like, how do you want your burger done? Because in yeah, my because mind, because in just... America, they, they treat their burgers similar to how they treat a steak. Oh, I don't want any pink in a burger. No, me either. Because and then we're not used to that because in Canada we always do our hamburgers well done. 
but we still like treat steak the same way because with steak, the bacteria is all on the surface. Mm. So once you expose the surface of the steak to high enough temperatures, it's going to kill the bacteria almost mm. immediately. Unlike, uh, whereas, unlike ground beef. Unlike ground beef, where all of that surface layer bacteria is ground into all of the meat. So the reason in Canada that we cook our burgers well done is because that bacteria is is all over the meat. So mm. it needs to be, or you know, in our country's opinion, that hamburgers need to be cooked well done in order to kill all of the bacteria all right throughout through. that ground. Yeah, meat. that's it's kind of an interesting case. I'm surprised it hasn't come up before. Uh, the reason this this article, a couple different people sent it to me, and I think, uh, and I've seen it being just like on Facebook and stuff as well. I think it's just kind of shocking to to see the photo of the waiver on a table next to the burger with a bite out of it. It's just unusual. I, I haven't heard of this. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to become a more common thing though as our country gets more litigious and we become even further americanized i could i can see companies being a bit more worried about it loblaws isn't though no no but i totally understand why they'd have the waiver because being a hotel in toronto you know they would have a lot of visitors from america so this is definitely something that they've been asked probably every day. Hey, can I get a hamburger? Can I get it medium? Can I get it this or that? And they're probably like, we'll do it if you really want, but you have to sign a waiver. But mm. I just wouldn't do it. I'd be like, in Canada, we we do all of our hamburgers well done to make sure that we're preparing it safely. So that's the only way we prepare it. You know, so just order something else. Yeah. Man. Just for the customer experience, you would think it would be from the restaurant's point of view, it'd be better to say, no, like we only do our burgers well done or whatever. It it seems like that would be a better thing to put on someone than like, yeah, we'll do what you want, but you got to sign like a legal waiver. I feel like the restaurant, our restaurant should do everything they can to avoid having to get someone to basically sign like a, <laughs> a contract. Or at least tell them about the waiver while they're ordering the burger and not just bring the waiver to them when it shows up yeah and have okay. them go to the news be like yeah can i get a can i get a hamburger you know medium rare or whatever be like yeah sure and then 20 minutes later the burger shows up with the waiver it's like what the heck is this like yeah yeah just say I, we'll do it but you gotta sign a waiver do you still want it no i don't want it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i strange I would say just even still, don't even mention, don't even have the waivers there. Just don't make the burgers that way. Just, just don't. You say no. It's okay. Yeah. That's not how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but it's it's a very American thing to to do that, to have your hamburger cooked in different ways like that. Um, yeah. I'd be curious to hear from people out there listening. Would you sign a waiver for a burger? The only thing I would sign a waiver for if I was going in like a spicy food competition or like something crazy like that, I'd be like, yeah, like I'm going to go nuts. But just a regular menu item, I wouldn't do it. But I'd be curious to hear what people out there have to say about this. And I think a lot of people will have an opinion on this. But let's move over to our last story of the night. This doesn't necessarily involve food. But to have it fit this theme, I'm going to call it the fraudsters who double dipped. Okay. I think that works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. Sorry to play out of the episode like this, but I want to make sure you're getting every last drop of weird out of Keep Canada Weird. You may not know this, but Aaron and I have a Keep Canada Weird time machine. And every so often we hop in and travel back to a weird moment in Canadian history. The results of these journeys are shared in short, bite-sized episodes that supplement our weekly Keep Canada Weird discussions. You can hear the Keep Canada Weird Remembers episodes on the Nighttime Podcast's premium feed or on the standalone Keep Canada Weird podcast feed. Our next journey is going to be to Pierre Fonds, Quebec, where in 1991, the mayor made the then-controversial decision to end the supply of free coffee to City Hall staffers. It used to be free to all Pierrefaux employees. That is until city council found out it was costing $30,000 a year. So the mayor shut off the spout. The union fought back and the issue is now before Quebec's highest court. That episode will be out on the Nighttime Podcast's premium feed and the standalone Keep Canada Weird feed shortly. Now let's get back to this episode. Yeah. 
Uh, this one, again, not necessarily food related, but I really wanted to get into this because this is, we, like we talk a lot about frauds and cons and tricksters preying on our vulnerable and often elderly. But I, I think this story just shows exactly how bad it is. This involves a man who is defrauded by a fraud assisting fraudster. Here it comes. I'll read this. Or do you want to read it? If you have it in front of you, you can read. I suck at I reading. I can bring it up. Yeah, yeah. I just, so, I'm so bad I at reading. I suck at reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I always I got to be honest. I suck at reading. You just got to give me a second to uh, bring up the uh, the article here. Don't whistle at me. Do not whistle at me. I've got it up here. Okay. A Guelph man who police say had already lost over $750,000 in a cryptocurrency fraud has lost another $12,000. The man in his 60s reported the new fraud to police on Friday. He was contacted by someone who claimed they could help him recoup some of the losses from the earlier fraud. Police say the man created an account at an online bank account and downloaded an app, which gave the scammer access to his cell phone. Over $12,000 was transferred out of his account across uh, two weeks. Police say these types of crimes are difficult for them to investigate and the chances of getting the victim's money back are very low. They're advising people to be wary of individuals met on social media who attempt to convince you to invest in cryptocurrency. <laughs> Verify investment companies using the Provincial Securities Regulator or the National Registration Search Tool and question when someone is reaching out about an investment offer. Yeah, I think... If anybody contacts you online and they even mention like Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, it's a scam. Has there ever been a legitimate offer? Uh, I, I just think in this guy's case, to lose $750,000 to take another chance. Like this guy can help me. I just got to download this app and send him mm. cryptocurrency and it's all above the board. Thank God you can help me because this has been a real pickle for me. You know, I've already, I don't know if you know this, I've already lost $750,000 and I didn't know what to do about it. And mm. then you come along all of a sudden out of nowhere and you've got all the answers to all my problems. So yes, here's my bank information. Here's my cell phone. Here's my social insurance number. What, are oh, you, what yeah. else do you need? It's hard to say this, but some people deserve to be scammed. Mm. And wow. this, this dude is one of them. Well, you know, he just Fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That whole thing. After yeah, losing $750,000. Like, after losing that much Let's money. just call it a million dollars. He basically lost a million dollars, but he is still not like gun shy enough to didn't avoid. Didn't learn his lesson. Didn't learn his lesson. I'm surprised that, they did. They only got 12 grand out of him. Well, I don't know. That, that seems, maybe they were just like, are we really going to go for another 12 grand? There's like, no way he'll fall for it. Yeah, no, that's why we got to keep it low. We got to keep it under 12 because if we try to go for another 750, I mean, a 12 grand was probably already all he had left. See, that's a good to, point. To seal, like, you know, $750,000 is gone. He's only got 12 left. They just, they bled him dry. That yeah. was the last couple of pennies that he had yeah, in his bank account. I bet. In 750 grand, I would like to know more about that scam that they got him with because it's like, it would... People don't have $750,000 in a bank account. That would have involved probably taking out investments and, you know, cashing out investments and stuff. Like you, you wouldn't have that kind, even a rich person wouldn't have that kind of money sitting there ready to be sent off somewhere. They, that probably involved them going to like a bank and dealing with stuff. Oh, that's a life altering amount of money. Hell yeah. That's life ruining. That's. That's Certainly. my life savings. That's my retirement fund. That's my kids. That's not, I'm going to say kids college fund. I don't know what college they're going to, but seriously, well, it's, um, it's, it's everything. It's more than for the average person, even the above average person, that's more than what you'd have retiring. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, do you believe this story? Like it's, it's so far fetched, but I mean, to, to, to have $12,000 more taken from you in an additional scam, 
I don't know. I just, it's again, you deserve it at that point. I mean, what have you, how, how do you function in society? How do you, how do you go day to day doing anything? If, if you fell for another scam immediately after you were just through a major scam. Yeah. I think this, this guy needs to just get off the internet. Um, and yeah, I just go, you know, I don't think, I guess he doesn't have any money to buy a farm, but to go off grid. Yeah. <laughs> just get into the woods, you know, set up a little garden, build a little log cabin. You know, the, if you can find some, some remote land where nobody's going to charge you to set up shop there mm-hmm. and chop down a few trees and yeah, just get away That's from it, it all is. because the modern society has eaten you alive. It seems that, and it's it, it not really like, he's not like a senior where we're like it's a vulnerable man. It says he's in his sixties. He's in his sixties. Yeah. He, like needs he's, to just he has out. some experience with the internet. You know, think, he's been yeah. around for the entire, you know, like he's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to question whether or not it's true. I believe it's true. I just can't imagine someone losing $750,000 and not being hyper vigilant from that point on. Wow. Yeah. I'm not believing anybody who t- tells me anything. Why would I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sorry to hear uh, about your bad luck buddy in Guelph. Um, I like how the police had to say in the press release statement thing. They don't expect to get the money back. No, they never do in these cases. Is there any They don't example? even try. They're not even going to try to get this back. Has There's there no ever way. been like, I'd like to find any scam where someone got their money back. Seems like it no. never happens. No, because the, the scammers are overseas. You yeah. know, they're they're untouchable. Mm-hmm. That's the way that's how they're able to get away with this all the time. Mm-hmm. Because they're out of the jurisdiction of of any law enforcement that you're going to contact. Mm-hmm. Here's how we tie it all together, though. But there are I, I won't call them scammers, but there certainly is some like bordering on criminal practices happening with the price of food in Canada. Uh, I believe there's price fixing. Um, and I believe that, you know, the, the whole thing with Loblaws, like uh, uh, changing their discount model to step in line with um, with their competitors. Does that not sound like almost like admission of price fixing, like discount fixing? Should be legal. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, I hate to support them uh, too much um, or recommend this, but you can get a lot of grocery items at Dollarama for so much cheaper than at Loblaws or a grocery store. I, I don't know why I say I hate to support Dollarama. I, I was just going to ask you why, because yeah, I thought was, you were going into a Tim Hortons rant no. or something like, or, you know, some kind of a connection with Tim Hortons. No, I just I hate to it's, support them, but it's just kind of trashy. Sorry. But no, I, I mean, it's, a, it's nothing wrong with the dollar store, is there? I, I don't know. It's just, it is like this. I get so much stuff there that you can get the exact same thing at the grocery store, except it's three times more expensive. Um, so I think like with the price of food, one of the ways that I deal with it is if possible, I buy, I, I get savings by buying bulk from Costco or I get savings by buying um, stuff from the dollar store if possible, Dollarama. It helps. Mm-hmm. It helps. Um, yeah. One thing about Dollarama, I just had a, an interesting ad. I actually made a video about this and put it on my TikTok. But I, I was on Facebook today, and one of the sponsored ads that popped up caught my attention. And it was an Uber Eats ad. But what they were offering is free delivery off of your first order of Uber Eats from Dollarama. Wow, really? So they would go to Dollarama and pick up stuff and deliver it to you mm-hmm it's just weird yeah right? i mean it's it's within it's within their wheelhouse you know what would you get from dollarama that you'd want delivered i guess like a bag of chips two bags of well chips. the same reason that you would get groceries delivered from a grocery store lots of people do that yeah it's food it's items you need it's your it's your daily i just your I, daily groceries i didn't like know you could get groceries is. for uber eats I, I picture uber eats more of a del- like a grocery um a restaurant delivery thing yeah, but their main service is delivery. So yeah. we can deliver anything, anything yeah. you want. I just wonder so, why I got that ad. I just wonder if they're targeting. Why you got it? Uh, I do go to Dollar you, a lot. you troll dollar stores and thrift stores, Value Village. Like you're, you know, yeah. 
you're one of these kind of bottom feeding uh, losers. Scumbags. You know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I, I self identify as one. So yeah, no, I mean I, I I go to the dollar store and Value Village all the time. I love it there. Good. Well, with that said, I think we can start wrapping this up. We've been through a lot. I feel like I'm hungry. There's a lot of talk of food. I'm hungry too, but but I ate already. I'm not I'm not gonna eat again. It's too do late. You, do you snack at night? You don't? No, no. I, I try not to. Uh and it's cold outside, so I'm not gonna get in the car and go okay. to Wendy's or McDonald's or something and go through the drive through. Okay. It's too far away. Well, stay inside, stay warm, stay safe, and find ways, find creative ways to save money, Aaron. Um, and if that way involves keeping Canada weird, mm-hmm. yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's do it. Handsome Aaron airport until next time, Jordan, until next time. Um, something that I find the, uh, is often on sale with those 50% off coupons. That's a good deal is the, uh, prepared fruits, like uh, cut up pineapple and mango and stuff. I'd say other than that, don't waste your time. Yeah, and Jordan, until next time, I've got an ice cream cake in the freezer right now, and I want you and I to eat it on the 50th anniversary of Keep Canada Weird. But one of us will be dead. I wonder who. Uh, You'll be dead. I think so. You say you're not snacking. I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat after I'm Mm -hmm. done here, that's going to be my downfall. And you've made a lot of enemies over the years. That's true too. Damn it. Yeah, there's a lot of people who want you dead. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I fulfill our mission to keep Canada weird, but let us also call out to you for even greater support. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, we invite you to serve as a Keep Canada Weird correspondent. Or if you have any thoughts, opinions, theories, or feedback on any of the stories we discussed tonight, we want to hear about that too. The best way to contact us is by sending a voice memo at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We're excited to hear from you. Now, before we part, let me end this episode with some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing an evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides the intro and outro voiceovers for this series. And then lastly, but most importantly, a massive thank you to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers of the premium feed. Yvette, Mike, Gail, and Adam, thank you for going premium. And for anyone else out there who'd like to support the show, you can help us out in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription costs just a couple dollars a month, and that money funds our creation of the show. But the premium feed also gives you the episodes two days early, gives them to you ad-free, and gives you access to a full back catalog of episodes, including the Keep Canada Weird Remember series. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can go premium right now at patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. And even if you don't want to go premium, you can still support the show by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting all your like-minded friends know what we're doing here. We appreciate your support. Now I'm going to wrap it up, but until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. Hi. Her name is Elspeth. Elspeth Tassioni. You know her as the offbeat but brilliant defense attorney from The Good Wife and The Good Fight. You've been a very busy little bee. Buzz, buzz. Now, she's in New York with the NYPD. This is very different. Better. But still using her unconventional ways to find the truth. You're trying to sniff me, Miss Tassioni? <laughs> Elspeth, new series Thursdays on Global. Stream on Stack TV.